0: Welcome, we are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Give someone a high five and say, you are singing, looking, sounding amazing. So good, so good, so good. Well, it's so great to be here. Joth and I fly off back to Melbourne. I've just been in South Africa, and then I flew here, Sun, uh, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, or Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, and left the best to last in Harvey Bay. Um, so uh, I want to thank Pastor Ross and, and Pastor Mary for having us and hosting and putting this on. Wow. You know, when we arrived at the airport, um, all these people were hopping off the plane and um, Pastor Ross was meeting us and greeting us and all these people going, hey Ross, hey Ross. I'm like, I'm like you know everyone in this. <laughs> you could become the mayor. <laughs> uh, so it's very, very good. Well, we bring greetings from Melbourne the land of many seasons. (laughs) In fact, I was looking forward to cold weather, getting back to Melbourne, and uh, we're getting back and I think it's about 18, then it's 31 tomorrow, so (laughs) praise God for that. (laughs) You ready for uh, a new decade? A new decade. Those who don't know me, uh, my name's Russell Evans, and... uh, and uh, 16 years ago, we started a church called Planet Shakers. 23 years before that, we started a conference called Planet Shakers. And um, little did I know that out of our youth group in Adelaide, that a fire would start, that would catch on. And people would be busing in from all over Queensland and, and uh Australia to Adelaide, and we'd fi- we filled Adelaide, and then we came to Brisbane, filled Garden City and uh, City Point, so then we had to move to the Convention Centre, then we went to Sydney, uh, filled Sydney, and then uh, we're in Perth, filled Perth, and we hadn't gone to Melbourne, And which is good because uh, I I have a philosophy that if we start a conference in a city, we'll never start a church there because I can't ask the local body of Christ to come to our conference and then start a church because people are buying into what we're doing. Um, We will do a conference if we have a church because then you know if there's a church in Melbourne they know there's a church in Melbourne so it's not like we're having a conference then a church we'll always do it the other way around and, um, and so we hadn't gone to Melbourne and uh, God spoke to me and he said go plant a church in Melbourne now South Australians don't like Victorians very much in fact we used to have this slogan called kick a Vic um, Literal. that's true Because they used to steal all our AFL players. And uh, and really it was because South Australia was insecure. That's the real reason. But anyway, um, I was brought up in a church, one church for 36 years. Before that, I was born in Papua New Guinea for two years. I wasn't born for two years. I lived there for two years. Born in a place called Wee Wack, And what a name for a place to be born, Wee Wack. They must be prophetic, and look at this weird little kid, and they're going to go, going to whack you for the rest of your life, and uh, and so we um, came back to Australia, and we're in one church, and then conference blew up, music um, started happening, and uh, started touching the world. Um, then we started a church 16 years ago, and we just turned 16, and we we are well on our way to 18,000 people in Melbourne with six campuses seeing uh, close to 250 people saved every weekend um, because I'm, I'm not about transferring the church I'm about plundering hell and populating heaven and, and so by the way being being in, the, I'm on the world Pentecostal board called uh, Empower 21 I'm, uh, there's the Who Zoo and the Christian Zoo on that board but I'm in the executive of 12 and uh, I am also get to sit on the Old Roberts University Board. And so we have scholars that study what's happening in the Pentecostal world. And the Pentecostal church is now 700 million people. It's the fastest growing part of Christianity uh, in the world right now. So that's, that's pretty amazing. So 16 years ago we started this church. and. Um, God's, you know, God's been so good. We've had some challenges. <laughs> Remember when we went into our new building? We had an eight million dollar debt. We're in the middle of building, and the bank pulled out. This same bank had headhunted us and said, "Whatever you want, we'll give you," because they saw our cash flow. And in the middle of a building project, they pulled out. And at the same time, uh, a person who was a prominent person, prominent family, got offended at something, and they took two hundred people out as we're in a building project because when you're taking land the enemy doesn't like it but sometimes God has to clear the house so there's unity so He can increase what God's going to do right and and in the 200 we're getting 250 people saved so you shouldn't really worry about it but those 200 people you put your life into so uh, I was a little hurt and I I started complaining to God and one day I was talking to my wife who was in America on tour and I was complaining and I was going it's not fair I give my life for Jesus and look what happens and she goes are you hearing yourself I was hoping she'd say yeah poor love no she wasn't like that she goes are you hearing yourself and I said yeah she goes you sound like a two year old (laughs) I said thank you for encouraging me Appreciate that. Um, she said, We are people of faith. Change your declaration. <laughs> oh, and thank you for correcting me and making me a better person. And uh, so uh, we got through that. Now, in within a five year period, four year period, um, this June, we will be debt free. Um, and <clears throat> God is. So we're very thankful for what God is doing. Since we opened doors, of the church, I think we've had 80,000 people walk the aisles and give their life to Christ. Um, so, and if God can do that with an insecure pastor's kid, He can do it with anyone. Sometimes I sit back and go, How did I, how am I, what, how am I, how's this happening? And uh, I remember my dad, who was an awesome, he's a legend in our nation. And um, he was asking the Lord one day, he said, Lord, why, why have you blessed, blessed us, with the church in Adelaide? And the movement of the Assemblies of God, the ACC. I think when he took it over, there's about 120 church, and when he handed it over in 20 years, there was over 1,000 churches. We were planning a church every two weeks in the ACC. And that was under my dad's leadership. And... Uh, He's walking through the car park of the church that, you know, it's a 4,000-seat auditorium um, back then. And uh, as he's walking through, he said, God, why, why have you done this? And uh, God showed him the sign, the big uh, tower that's at the front, and it said, Jesus saves and Jesus lives. She sa- he said, because you've lifted me, not you. It's when When... None of us when we die, or when we were born, there was a star over our manger. You know, there's not one church you can call on the name of and it will save you. Planet Shakers will never save anyone, Russell, Evans will never save anyone. And when we understand who it is and what it is all about, and we're not we're not called We're not called to build empires, but we're called to build the kingdom. We will release something amazing on planet Earth. And uh, so I'm committed to... Uh, I love Australia. I really, really love Australia. People have said to me, why don't you go live in America? I said, why would I want to go live in America? Australia's the greatest nation in the world. And, and let, let me say also this. I know it was in country, uh, regional Australia. Um, you know, so many times the Western Church looked at the American Church for... Um, inspiration the biggest churches in the world aren't in America they're in Asia, they're in Africa and in, they're in South America just because you're on TV doesn't mean you're changing the world so we got to be inspired by what God's doing in our nation and I'm here this morning and I'm, I'm, I'm inspired, you're here hungering after God you're like Push it through. We want more of God. I, I, I want to speak to you. Um, I was going to, this, I was going to preach a whole another sermon, but I, um, I wanted. I felt the Lord speak to me about speaking on an unstoppable fire. An unstoppable fire. In Acts chapter two, the the Bible says that, that on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Another version says they were in one accord. In other words, they were one mind. Didn't mean they were clones. They were one in their thinking. See, God wants us to be one because when we think like one, the Apostle Paul says, I pray that you'll be one. One in your mind, one in your heart. Why? Because where there's a a purpose, you think about these 120, they're from different uh, different backgrounds, different socioeconomic situations different education but 120 of them in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit because there's one reason why they're there Jesus yeah. that's what I love about the church he brings in the people who are challenged the people who have abundance the people who are tall the people who are short the people who are large, the people who are thinner, the people who who are from different nations, you know just in my church in Melbourne we have over 150 nations represented and so that's what brought them together, they were in one mind and the Bible says suddenly there was a sound there was a sound from heaven you know everything's created by sound the world was spoken through sound God said, "Let there be light." So, what sounds are you releasing over your life? What are you declaring? We had a, uh, one of our campus. We have a campus in Cape Town, doing very well, around two thousand people. And our Cape Town pastor um, was there one day, and uh, he has a pool in South Africa. The regulations about pool are a lot easier. They're a lot not easier, but they're a lot less so you you don't really have to have a fence or anything like this he's got an 18 month year old daughter and this 18 month year old daughter as they're preparing dinner somehow walked out of the house and fell into the pool they didn't know she was in the pool and they started looking for her as they were about to go out of the house and they discovered her floating upside down in the pool they pulled her out of the pool she was not breathing she had no pulse and so the mother did what any good mother would do. She screamed, help. A man came running and the amazing God is this man had been trained in how to resuscitate children. And so he was working on her. And for for about 30 minutes, he's working, no pulse, no heartbeat. And he said, she's gone. My pastor there, he, all of a sudden something came over him and he screamed at the man, Keep going, she will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So my pastor said, I think I freaked him out. So we started going again. <laughs> then the ambulance arrived and they tried to resuscitate her and then they got a pulse. Wow. And they reckon that was up to 50 minutes to an hour she had no oxygen. Wow. So when they got her to hospital, they the doctors said, no, no one's been brought into this state, into this hospital like this and lives. She, if she did live, she'll be have brain damage. And, uh, and so I have a call, a, a text message at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and I've discovered the older you get, the more times you frequent the bathroom at night. And um, my, that's why you don't drink before you go to bed. Um, and so I was... My wife was on tour in Europe and and I got up to go to the bathroom and I saw a text, ring me urgently. So I ring him urgently and uh, he tells me the story. He says, my daughter's in she's in um, ICU and she's not in a good way. And um, and I said, okay, we, we just pray. Um, I, I rang him a little while later when I woke up and uh, I said, how are you going? I'm not doing well. Next day... We were, I went straight to a prayer meeting actually I went to a 7am prayer meeting we have every, every week about 800 people turn up to a 7am prayer meeting and then once a month we have about 2000 turn up to a Wednesday night prayer meeting um, because I believe in prayer yeah. churches in Australia have stopped praying a lot in the western world because that's what the Americans are doing they're doing cool church but not hungering for God like they used to yeah. Yeah. I'm not against Americans by the way But I'm saying, let's not let America set where we're going in our course for our destiny. And so I rang him after a day and uh, I said, how are you going, Fabian? And he says, I'm not doing well. I said, why? He goes, I feel so guilty. The flashbacks, I can't sleep. I see the flashbacks. And I said, where's that place you believe? He goes, what do you mean? I said, where is a place that you you and God get together and you believe? And he said, worship. And we wrote a song called, I speak life, I speak life. In the name of Jesus, healing is flowing through this place. And and so he put this song on and he rang me and he goes, I got it now. I've got the breakthrough. And so... He didn't listen to any secular music. He didn't listen to any news. He just kept hearing the song, I Speak Life. Went into his, his daughter Faith's little room and he put this, this tape uh, CD on, I Speak Life. And, and little bit by little bit she got better and better. And within five days she was off the ventilator. She was off life support. And after eight days, she walked out of that hospital with not one issue, not one lung condition, not one mind condition, not one condition. Why? Because he released the sound of heaven into her situation. You know, you're a person. You go, gee, thank you. You're really smart there down in Melbourne. You're a person. Well, the word person is a Latin word that has two syllables, person. And the word son is where you get the the word sonic. So sonic is sound. Per is what flows through. So our lives are the sounds that flow through us. The Bible says Jesus was the personification of the Father. He was the sound of the Father on earth. And so the sound of heaven came. It's the sound of heaven being released into our communities? Is the sound of breakthrough being released in our communities? Is the sound of freedom being released in our communities? You see, everyone complains about this and that. Is there a sound of faith that, that says, we don't look at the natural. We, we speak into the future. We speak jobs. We speak blessing. We speak businesses. We speak increase. We speak more. There's more. It was a sound. And the Bible says, and it filled the house where they were sitting and what looked like fire or flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Not just the pastor, not just the eldership, not just the musicians, on each of them. Each of them had an encounter with God. I am so passionate about encounters with God because we forget the songs and we forget the sermons but we don't forget our encounters I can ask you when did you encounter God and you can go back and say in this meeting at this time the power of God came over me and changed me so you see our encounters is what changes us we don't just create church for the consumer we create it for the disciple Jesus spoke the language but discipled them for three years and the Bible says everyone began to speak other languages, the Holy Spirit gave them uh, this ability. And so I, I began to think about this um, and I began to do research before the fires that happened in Australia. I've been spe- speaking about this for a little while um, because I, I, I felt God give me this analogy of it. Um, but first, the fire came, they all had an encounter with fire. I remember I was in Adelaide. Youth Alive director of South Australia at this stage. We're at the Entertainment Centre, 10,000 people in this this uh, meeting, and I'm sitting and this is, it's a Holy Spirit moving meeting. I'm sitting on the front row, and I feel like running around the building. I'd never seen anyone run in a building ever in my life, and I knew there were some skeptics of what God was doing in this meeting, and they really stood out. How many know that? you can preach a good sermon or do something good and nine people say how amazing it is and one says it's bad and all you give attention is the one sometimes we let the one stop us and rob us from being released into what god's called us to do and so i'm there and i feel like running around the building and i'm holding onto the chair and my i turn to my wife and i said i feel like running around the building she goes go it'll be funny I said, "Get behind me." Um, so what? Uh, so I'm there, holding on, closing my eyes, and the preacher comes up to me and he goes, "Run!" So I ran, and you know, ran like Forrest Gump, I suppose. I, I get back to the seat, and my wife goes, "What did you feel?" I said, "Stupid." I don't feel any great power. <laughs> after, after the meeting, there's this lineup. First person, skeptic number one, Russell, you look so stupid. I said thank you very much for that encouraging word. <laughs> Second person, why'd you run, Russell? That was ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Third person, that just, you just look silly. I'm like, yes. Fourth person, Russell. I was sitting over here, and as you ran, God showed me a picture of you taking fire to the nations. <laughs> I said, high five, let's cuddle. <laughs> Next person, number five. Five, not five. <laughs> number five, he said, Russell, you don't know me, but I was sitting in the middle, and God showed me a picture of you taking fire to the nations. Number six, said, Russell, I was sitting over there, I never say things like this, but God gave me a vision of you taking fire to the nations. Now it's (laughs) 3-3. And then number seven, Russell, I saw this picture, you taking fire to the nations. About a few months later, I'm sitting in a meeting in Melbourne. And uh, as I'm sitting there, preacher comes over and goes, I brand you with fire. And literally, the fire of God went through my very being. And God spoke to me two things in that moment. After 30 minutes of this fire, I said, God, I can't handle it anymore. It's too full on. He spoke to me two things. He said, Russell, go start a conference called Planet Shakers. I said, God, what's that? See, I discovered with God, he doesn't give you the 10-point plan. He gives you the one step. see what happens is we think we we get a vision and we think well this is how it works one two three four five six seven eight nine ten I'm here promised land but what God does is he says okay take a step now come step this way but God I thought the destiny was there come step this way what am I doing over here come step this way come step come step come step and by the time you get here you've got to the place, but God's taking you in a way that you you didn't think was going to happen. And I asked the Lord one time, I said, God, boy, it seems like you took me around the, you know, you know, the back way sometimes. He goes, yes, because when I give you a vision, your capacity is this big and the vision is this big. So I, each step, I'm increasing your capacity so that when you get here, you will have the grace to able handle the capacity of what I've given you. But if you rush the steps... So like my dad um, uses this great illustration he, the, the problem with some people in life is we try to push or abort the process so you think about a caterpillar and in the struggle in the cocoon yeah. they might be made beautiful but now in our culture kids at school there you know might get a bad mark and the parent will go out go over and walk. what can't you see that my johnny is the greatest student intellect the world has ever seen and what they will do is try to cut the cocoon open before the struggles finished to create beauty and some of us don't want to go through the struggle so we look for the easy way out but it makes us more ugly because if you are cut open too soon from the cocoon the beauty of the butterfly is not developed. Hmm. He said, "Start a conference called Planet Shakers? I said, all right, 300 young people first year in the day, 700 at night, now 100,000 attend our conferences around the world. Last year the band played face to face to 1.2 million people. Just on Sunday alone. Just on Sunday alone, we have 150,000 people watch us online. It's crazy. Millions of people impacted. And I sit there and I go, where did it start? It started with fire. It started with fire. And I begin to look about at fire and I begin to look at Revivals. And by the way, Brisbane Conference, we put on all day Friday, all day Saturday, and we'll finish early Saturday night so people can get home in the country, in the regions um, for church. And the reason why we've done it two days is so that people can take one day off at work and then get there all day Saturday. And and I want to encourage you to come. It is a generational conference. There's kids' conference. It's young at heart. My grandfather was 86 and came to our youth meetings. He didn't quite get the music, but he loved the life. I've just I've took my I'm going to say I'm going to be like him I'm going to have a a, a young mind I'm going to keep young in my heart I'm going to celebrate what God's done but I'm not going to live in what God's done of the past I'm going to embrace the new that's why God gives you children to embrace new things hmm there's some, things I, there's some music I'll listen to now that I never would have listened to years ago, but my children have, have played it so much I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> so the fire came, but fire, I, I did this study on fire. Fire needs three things to exist. It needs oxygen, it needs heat, and it needs fuel so you think about in the component if they firefighters are taught if you you can take one of those components out you stop the fire if you take oxygen out you stop the fire if you take heat out of the fire you stop the fire if you take fuel out you stop the fire so i begin to think about this and, and i begin to think which of the components am i that we 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 add to the mix with the fire of god god the the oxygen is his breath so he doesn't stop breathing (laughs) the heat is his power his power doesn't stop the third part is fuel so what's the fuel? hunger so the reason why revivals have stopped isn't because God stopped breathing and stopped bringing his power it's because we've stopped being hungry Hungry to grow, hungry to learn new, hungry to speak the language of the day, but still have power. Jesus had two things. He spoke the language of the day, and that's why the church got got to constantly be speaking the language of what the world is, is how they're talking. Babylon Daniel understood Babylonian he could speak Babylonian but he didn't come like Babylon he prophesied into a new way into Babylon he spoke Babylon but he prophesied a new way problem with church is many times we start speaking like Babylon and then eventually become like Babylon Jesus spoke the language when he was tax collectors he spoke about taxes when he was with fishermen he spoke about fish so here's the deal I wouldn't take Joth into a, a nursing home and do, this is how we pray. It just wouldn't work because it's not speaking the language. I would go in there and say, how great thou art. Now, why? Because it's about connecting, speaking the language. So if we're going to reach the next generation, we've got to speak the language. <laughs> and by the way, the more mature you are, the more you put down your own style for someone else's style because you want to reach them. (laughs) I've been in church 52 years. I've seen everything. (laughs) So we speak the language, but we have power. That's why I believe in prayer. A church that doesn't pray says they don't need God. A Christian that doesn't pray says I'm God because really well I don't say I'm God well you're acting like God because you're not depending and humbling yourself and asking him for help just a little thought you know we can build churches without God and still get numbers and we can have times that we think are powerful worship times and maybe God isn't there you said well what do you mean I said because the Lord spoke to me he said in the Western Church there's a lot of soulish worship I said soulish worship what do you mean he goes well when you hear a love song it's like and you hear a worship song it's you feel the same right it's like you're, wow that's anointed that singer's anointed right they, and I go yeah okay it goes because your soul is connected to your spirit and so the feeling is similar I, I said okay how can you tell the difference he said this is how you tell the difference if you go and preach somewhere and all they do is talk about you, you've touched their soul. If all they talk about is the Planet Shakers band, you've touched their soul. But if they honour Planet Shakers band but say what Jesus has did, you've touched their spirit. So true spiritual worship will get talking about Jesus, not the artist, not the band. You'll honour them, but you'll talk about what Jesus has done. That's where the language has to be. So if all we talk about, all oh, this ministry is so anointed but we're just talking about how anointed they are but we don't talk about what Jesus does through it my suggestion to you is it touches our soul <laughs> sorry so we're stepping into a new decade that needs fire we're stepping into a new season the Bible says in we said this in um, uh." Uh, la, 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 in weddings, Mark 10. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man sepa- separate. Therefore, what God has joined together, what does He join together? His breath, His heat, His power, and our hunger. But the problem is the devil tries to backburn us. He tries to burn our fuel. He backburns it with disappointment, with hurt, with unforgiveness, with loneliness. He, he tries to take our fuel away so when the fire of God comes, there's nothing for him to consume. Because Good Good remember, fuel is hunger. So if my hunger's gone, when God turns up, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Seen that before. Yeah, Pastor Ross, I know you're very outgoing, and I just chill out a bit, man. Just chill out. Stop being so hungry. Can, can, can you put the Ever Ready battery on a bit low, please? Uh. Uh, Thing Mary's at home, and uh, how, how do you sleep? You're know, like, like, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah!" <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> like, "God has given you great grace to enjoy the rest." <laughs> so our hunger, and I know it i um, no one speaking to the choir because you're here. But what will change a world, what will change a marriage? What will change a career is hunger. You take hunger out of a marriage, the marriage is on the decline. You take hunger out of a relationship, the relationship's on the decline. You, ha- you take hunger out of a business, the business is on the decline. See, the children of Israel never backslid when they were blessed, uh, when they were in struggle, they backslid when they were blessed. So our challenge is when we get so blessed by God, then we become self-reliant and self-dependent instead of more God-dependent. See, so the enemy will try to remove the components of fire. But here's, here's the amazing thing. I'll finish in a minute because I don't want to... Okay, I'll keep, you want me to keep going? All right. I'll be, I'll be going to... A th- Joth, you better catch a plane. See you later, mate. Uh, <laughs> All those from Bundaberg I'm I'm sorry um, nah, the I'm joking see if we keep hungry the author Scripture watch in Scripture God is attracted to hunger he's not attracted to, attracted to apathy if he was he would hang out with the priests Zacchaeus, there's people everywhere. Zacchaeus in the tree, hungry. It's like hunger attracts. Hunger attracts. Woman pushes through the crowd just to touch a hem of his garment. Who touched me? Hunger attracts. Blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David. There's people out calling out to Jesus everywhere. But he hears blind Bartimaeus' voice it makes all the noise. Hunger attracts. The problem is in the church, we've got to make sure that hunger doesn't become watch me. That's why we need a lead. So, in our church, you know, because what happens in the moods of God, we, we look at the manifestation instead of the manifester. And we exalt manifestations over the manifester. And actually, people who, are, who aren't getting touched that way will go, Oh, what's wrong with me? When they teach pilots. <laughs> You are so nice to listen to me. Uh, When they teach pilots how to fly, there's one thing they can't teach in the manual. And that's when oxygen is taken out of the plane. They can't teach it. So in their training, they they put them in these um, training, uh, whatever they're called, um, simulators, and they slowly take oxygen out and they get them to write down the manifestation that they are feeling one might be getting a twitch in their face a sore jaw or something might be happening on their body and and they'll if they get that and they notice that they'll write that down so if they ever feel like that and it's different to every pilot if they feel that that sensation that manifestation when they're flying they know to check the oxygen because when oxygen is taken out you just fall asleep But you have a manifestation that makes you aware of something that's happening and it's all different. It's the same with God. God touches people differently. Some will laugh, some will cry, some will just sit there and get creative ideas. And so we don't magnify the manifestation of crying or laughing or falling or whatever. Let God do what he does. But. But also there'll be people that just get downloads of dreams in a meeting and they might seem like they're just sitting there with their hands raised. But they're still getting touched by God. So we've got to take the focus off the manifestation and put the focus on the manifester. Hmm. But there are 120 in the upper room. What happens is, See, the, the biggest... You watch the bushfires that happened recently? The biggest fear was them converging. Because yeah. when they converge, they increase in intensity. Yeah. The biggest fear of the devil is when your fire converges with my fire. Yeah. Because the Bible says one will put a 1,000 a flight, two will put 10,000 a flight. Yeah. Why do you think he tries to divide? Yeah. Because he tries to stop this fire from converging. He will try to isolate it. He will try to stop it. He will try to disappoint you. You see, you need to get rid of the dis out of your life. D-I-S. Get rid of the dis out of your life. I'm disappointed. No, you are appointed. Get rid of the dis. I'm discouraged. No, get the courage. Get rid of the dis. <laughs> I'm disapproved. No, get rid of the dis. You are approved. Stop letting the devil oh, to stop your fire from converging. Oh, I got hurt in church. Well, welcome to the world. You know, people, I'm leaving church because I got hurt. Well, Babies don't do that when they come out of the mother's womb. You're thinking they're in this cocoon. They get food. They can excrete and do whatever they want. Do nothing. Just sit there. And then all of a sudden, there's a pressure that comes and they're getting pushed to a great white light and they're getting pushed down. A, 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 well, we won't get too graphic, but um, <laughs> they get pushed out and then and then their food source gets cut off and they get slapped the very first thing they get is from warm and comfort and they have pain they don't go let me go back in if you are a human you will get hurt part of life so we're going to do what Roman says Count it all joy when I have trials and temptations because they're making me bigger and better, not smaller and bitter. So stop letting the enemy stop uniting your fire. I know you aren't doing that. I'm talking about other churches. Then. See, when fires converge, they increase in intensity. 120 Each had fire, but that intensity of that upper room is still burning today. I said to you, 700 million Pentecostal Christians on the earth, that fire that started with 120, all it takes is 120. All it takes is a small fire, but if those fires come together, it will increase and increase and increase and increase. If fires get enough momentum it generates so much heat that it creates its own wind currents and becomes a raging inferno known as a firestorm see the the um a fire's heat can create an updraft of air what does that mean to me that means is when my praise goes up his presence come down there's an updraft in the spirit that brings down heaven when my prayers go up his miracles come down when my faith goes up Heaven comes down because of my hunger. You know, a heat can cause thunderstorms. A fire heat can thaw- cause thunderstorms, which produce lightning strikes that light new fires. Out of 300 young people in Melbourne, uh, in Adelaide, we started a conference. As I said. And our hunger kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Now we go to places in the world and we run into people and they said, Oh yeah, when we heard that song you write, Joth, Nothing's Impossible, I, I had HIV AIDS and I kept playing it and playing it and playing it and I got healed. We had never met that person. But because of the hunger and the, the heat and the, the power and the presence of God that was in Adelaide, it started touching the world. We, we run into people, who, a, a guy who uh, was paralyzed on one side and they started uh, the anthem in their hospital room and God healed them. We never met them. They were in Dallas, Texas. The other person we were talking about was in Europe. I've met people all over the world that said, I encountered God through your worship. I encountered God through what I saw. I encountered God through watching your, your church online. Whoever thought that out of 300 young people, a fire would touch places that you'd never <laughs> be. You see, revival strikes of His goodness want to be released on this earth. By the way I'm I'm releasing a book on this in April so with the right c- conditions right combination of atmospheric conditions what are the atmospheric conditions of a believer prayer hunger faith generosity forgiveness love joy praise worship service sacrifice <laughs> freedom the right right combination of atmospheric conditions, fire tornadoes can be created which are unstoppable, which have winds far greater than 250 kilometres an hour. In other words, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. And when we come and we're filled with the fire of God, it can't be stopped. you know the only way it gets stopped? Is our hunger stops. Every great move of God that has stopped on this planet hasn't stopped because God stopped. It's because people got comfortable and people got blessed. And then they thought, I can fit God into my calendar. He's not my calendar anymore. See, coming to church, you're not doing God a favor. (laughs) Giving him thanks, you're not doing him a favor. God's not insecure and says, oh, please thank me. I'm having a bad day. I need your thanks. Uh, Oh, thank me. Yes. Oh, yes. uh, I've been hurt by those Christians who have rejected me. Uh, I died for them, but they've rejected me. I need some thanks, guys. Give me angels. Crank up the thanks. (laughs) You know why he says enter into his courts with thanksgiving? It's not for him. It's for us. That's right. So good. You know why? (laughs) He says, come to church? It's not for him. It's for us. (laughs) I've seen it with leaders. Oh, I'm I'm too busy. I'm going to have a break. I say, well, are you having a break from your sport? No. Are you having a break from your hobbies? No, no, just the church. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these things shall be added unto you see we don't fit God into our calendar he is our calendar he is AD and BC <laughs> well I attend a church once this month I did my God thing no you just did you make him feel good for yourself thing because <laughs> if you're in love with Jesus you just want to be where he's moving. Yeah. And with the people he's with. Yeah. Yeah. And then releasing him to the world. Yeah. <laughs> then you become unstoppable. Wow. Hmm. Communist, communist China tried to stop the church. But he couldn't stop. They couldn't stop it. It's growing like never before. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hungry people who want the Word of God. We just, we just get our iPads and open it up or our iPhones. Well, look at the Word of God. Yeah, cool, cool. They're like, oh, I've got some paper. that has a bit of the Word on it. Ooh, I, I can consume it. See, when you get familiar with something, you don't appreciate it anymore. Wow. Yeah, you now, the story, I, I, I'll close with this keyboard player can make me sound better. <laughs> make me sound more anointed. Your hat's got digger on it. Yeah, bro, digger, yep. (laughs) You can play. See, watch. Jesus. (laughs) Stop for a sec. Jesus. It's better with him. Come on. (laughs) Hunger. I always have to check my hunger meter I do this all the time I can get good at it actually I can get professional at it but how hungry I am you know you can get natural momentum that you, you, good things are happening but you lose your hunger eventually it slows my dad said to me one time he says Russell when there's a wave ride it as far as you can do not jump off it. Do not get comfortable with it. Ride it as far as you can. So my question, see, if you join your fire with my fire and the next person's fire, out of this room, if it can come out of 120, there's more than that here. This region can be set ablaze. And here's the deal. This is what I believe, is our hunger doesn't have to be weird. I, I don't I don't think it has to be weird. I think it can be powerful. I think we let God, we don't focus on manifestation. We just let God manifest. And let people come and enjoy God. Now people lift their hands at the sporting arenas and shout. They've just learned from church. (laughs) People used to call us and probably still do the happy clappies. I'm I'm actually happy to receive that. Because I'm happy and I clappy. Yes, I do, because uh, I appreciate him. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're hungry for him, would you stand to your feet wherever you are? Thank you for listening to this bald guy from Melbourne who was born in Papua New Guinea, whose mother was a Nambourian. From Nambour. Yeah, mate. Dad was born in India. He doesn't look Indian, but he was born there. Will we lift our hands? If there's anything in our hearts that, that is robbing our hunger, rid of, get rid of the diss. Let's say, God, I am sorry for having that dis. I'm sorry for allowing that disappointment, allowing that discouragement. I'm sorry. I, I, it's stealing my hunger. I, I, I get rid of that right now. I get rid of it right now. Lord, hunger for you again. Sir, I want your fire. I want your power. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.